What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I'm super excited. I've got a guest from across the pond come, joining us from London. Her name is Joe Baldararan, and I think I didn't, I, I did it Yes. Correctly. Yay, good. <laughs> um, she is actually uh, in fashion. She is a uh, professional, um, what did you call it the last time? Professional. Professional nomad. Yes, a professional nomad. <laughs> so we're actually doing, um, we have to redo the intro because we had some technical difficulties on the last one. So you're going to see a little bit of a change of what I look like and her, but we're going to get her intro here. So Joe, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and all that great stuff. Yeah, thank you first of all for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, for me, I really kind of jumped to the chance to kind of share my story I've definitely lived a lot of lives in um, five countries now um, for my job as a fashion merchandiser. I started off at Ralph Lauren in the UK, worked my way up in London and then relocated for, my, for the first time in my life to Brussels in Belgium. Um, and that was my first relocation for Levi's. I was the European merchant. From there, I got an opportunity after reconnecting with some um, family in Australia to move to Australia, actually. So picked up my bag, had the company pack everything, packed up my mom and her bag too, and then moved across the world to Australia, which was amazing. And then from there, I kind of just dug deep and made my way to LA, where I believe is my permanent home deep down inside. The palm trees and the sunshine after growing up in London was calling my heart. And so obviously it's not a direct line. Did you go to school for, for fashion? I certainly did not. I okay, so actually, neither did I. <laughs> neither did I. Excellent. I d and you don't need to, you know, traditional methods are definitely not the only way. There's always other ways. If there's something that you want, there's always a way to get into it. I studied biomedical science at university. So nothing, wow. yeah, so nothing to do with fashion. I think that I've always been a creative being and I'm very stimulated by visuals and I think that for me, that was a natural progression on a personal level. However, my parents are Sri Lankan and Asian parents are very strict and they really forced me to try and do medicine, which was <laughs> never going to happen in my life. So biomedical science was actually a compromise degree for me. And I was like, right, done it. Got a first class in it. Should I ever want to go back to it? Sure. It's done. Yeah. And I am now moving on. So I actually, as soon as I graduated, I worked part time for Mac Cosmetics, I worked my way up the ranks became um, an artist at the pro shows. So I would do backstage makeup for Fashion Week. And through that, I really saw the designers. I saw them in their element kind of thriving before the show and the models. And it was all very exciting, as you can imagine, and fabulous. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I want to do something more impactful, but in this industry, how do I do that? Sure. So it just kind of came to me and I started researching and fashion buying was a thing. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I can travel with this job. I get paid great in this job as I work up the ranks and I get to do something visual and create. So it kind of ticked a few boxes that I already knew I wanted to kind of facilitate in my life and actualize. So um, after I graduated, I think I was a bit of a rebel and I just thought, you know what? I've done this now for you, my mom and dad. I'm going to do what I want now. And this is where I see myself. So I kind of just organically got into it through perseverance that's like the best way to go after anything that you really want to do is do it organically right. I love that. that is a great story. yeah but you have got like many different layers to you yeah for sure so I think like that, a medical yeah. to like compassion like <laughs> very great very creative like I like that right have 
yeah, you have some unique balance there, I would say. So yeah, how, long I think so. To, how long did it take you to get to LA? How many years? To LA, that, oh, it took me nearly 10 years of working in the industry. Oh. 10 years of working for companies that sure. were American. Okay. Um, so I was based in Brussels in Belgium, which was my first relocation. That was a strange experience. It, they um, only speak French there. So I had to go on my basic um, GCSE French from the UK. Um, yeah, it was a very isolating experience just in terms of that. I made some great friends there, um, all international, not from Brussels, actually, okay. um, which is quite interesting that are lifelong friends now as well, which are amazing. amazing. They're all expats. Yeah. They're all expats. They all live around the world. So now I have friends in Australia, Asia. Um, most of them are in Asia or the continental parts of Asia as well, which is kind of crazy. So yeah. I've always got a place to stay, basically. And we meet up for like weddings. Can I, can I come there? <laughs> for sure. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. I would love that. But um, yeah, so for me, I think that was an interesting experience. I did it for my career. And the company um, Levi's was actually based in San Francisco. So what it did was facilitate once one notch closer to sure. where I wanted to be. And with that, I was in San Francisco every month from Brussels. So it was an amazing kind of, I call myself as a running joke, a professional nomad, because I literally have traveled, but I do it so professionally and I kind of adapt to wherever I am. So Love that job was great <clears throat> for that because I literally was facilitating part of my dream. So literally I'd get off the plane in San Francisco, not even tell my boss and be like, go straight up to the VP and be like, I need to be here. I need to be yeah. here. How yeah. can I do this? Help me get here. So I was kind of a little bit obsessed and I'm sure my boss at the time didn't appreciate that, but I still did a great job. And because I did a great job, they kept keeping me on for another six months going, look, you know, can you just work another six months in Brussels? And then we'll definitely look into yeah. getting you to San Francisco. But that unfortunately happened about five times. I was there for two and a half years and I'm like, look, you know what? Uh, the next time the global, um, merchandising officer said to me look can you just wait another six months sure. I was like you know what I've got this job in Australia now and I'm just gonna go there so I actually bit the bullet and just left um oh, yeah awesome. yeah just left Levi's um I took my mom this company was amazing in relocating me not only from Brussels and Belgium but they scooped up my mom from London and our five-bedroom house packed it all for us and then moved me and my mom to Australia well, which was Phenomenal. I mean, I, I think it's kind of unheard of. So I'm very lucky for that to have happened to me. Um, I literally was like negotiating with them. And when they gave me the offer, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, I'll come to Australia. But you know, my mom lives in London. I'm not going to travel halfway around the world to see her once sure. every two years. So they were like, okay, cool. So um, here's your offer and we'll pay for the visa for your mom as well and move her too. That's so that was job. kind of hilarious. But yeah, it just kind of happened. Um, you know, my dad passed away. Um, just before I moved to Levi's for my first relocation. So she's my sole parent and I'm like, I'm not doing anything without her coming with me. So Sorry. it was just kind of sheer focus and knowing what you want, getting clear on what you want is the main thing. If anyone needed advice, just get clear on what you want because you know what, you'll find a way to make it happen if you really want it. I would agree. I would agree with that. I love that advice. That's, that's some good advice. So are you, so who are you with now in terms of your fashion career? So now I've just finished a job at, uh, at Converse in Boston. And that was, yeah, that was amazing. I was global um, product merchandising director. So I looked after women's apparel um, and looked after different regions around the world. So Asia, Western Europe, North America. 
And that was a really interesting role. So everybody knows Converse. Everyone's had a pair of Converse or knows someone who has it. What's interesting about that role is I've only ever been an apparel merchandiser. So they hired me and put me in this new department for apparel, which Converse is not known for. So I kind of worked in a footwear giant, this huge, like colossal machine. But then we were a little bitty startup right in the middle of it. So it was a really interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And we're still not famous for it because it's a startup. It's just emerging and it's coming I was through slowly, say, I slowly. They, I, didn't, I was gonna say, I didn't know that they had apparel, but that's actually really yeah. cool. Yeah, so. which is really exciting. And I think that as I've grown up the ranks, I started off very analytical as an assistant buyer at Ralph Lauren. That was my first ever job in London when I got into the industry. And you know, it's all data entry, it's spreadsheets, it's like executing, getting, getting stuff done. And I think that as I've moved up the ranks, I've been um, more involved with creatives. So more like design, strategy, operations, and all of that good stuff. And I think that I've kind of changed the way my brain works now to a way that's so strategic and creative and entrepreneurial that I don't think I can go back to analytical analytical side of me anymore if that makes sense which is so funny because yeah I think that I've just kind of changed my mind into thinking more strategically that I could start my own line I could kind of have a little startup because I've learned through Converse how to do that if that makes sense so yeah that kind of takes me back to um, moving back to LA where I'm based now picked up all my stuff moved back to LA and literally found my apartment um, and then Dun, dun, dun. I had some visa issues. <laughs> so I had 30 days to figure it out, get a new job. But even within that, my visa, my next visa wouldn't turn around in time for me to stay. So I packed up all my stuff. This is the most recent thing. Okay. Packed up all my stuff, put it into storage. Um, my attorney resubmitted my visa. And then the day after I packed up all my stuff and moved it all into storage, I got my visa approved. So within two days of moving out and getting a plane ticket to come back to London, um, my visa got approved, which is unheard of in the industry. So I phoned my attorney and I'm like, hello, what the, and she was like, that's never happened. So it's literally been 15 days, which is the normal. So within two days after getting a decline on my visa, miraculously, they approved it. just resubmitting it so that was kind of amazing to get the affirmation from like the world around me that yes I'm meant to be in LA you're not just imagining it it's not an ego driven choice you know there's like a real reason I want to be there in my being so that was great affirmation but the next day was a flight back to London so I was like you know what I'm just gonna take it then I got here to London saw my family it was great as always to see my mom and my sister because I'm not that you know distance wise I'm not that close to them anymore so that was amazing and then COVID broke out and we now have a travel ban for non-residents to not come back to America so this is where I am I'm in London living it up with my family Um, obviously what's going on is so unprecedented I mean like we don't really know what's happening from day to day so I try to watch the daily updates um, once in a while that come out for the news but I try to also not give it too much power because I already know what I'm doing in my life Um, you know I'm here to kind of focus on my career get back to LA and let me see how I can do that so my real goals amidst the drama of everything external is still keeping focus and I think that's my duty and that's my duty to myself to keep and maintain that yeah I love that I mean it's 
we were talking about this before we started recording and I think that's a really good place to be because I feel like pe- there's too many people that are, are that are constantly watching the news and are just getting too caught up in it. And, it, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like it's making brainwashing them a little bit. <clears throat> which really, I think a lot of it is, but that's neither here nor there. But um, so while I will be saying some sending you good vibes to get to get oh. back to LA and I'm definitely going to follow your your journey. Um, so you're you're still with Converse or you're not with Converse anymore? I am not with Converse anymore. Yes, I'm okay. a free agent. <laughs> oh, you're a free agent. So, okay. So I am. You're not going to be leaving the fashion industry anytime soon. Do you think you're going to start your own line? I think I am actually. So we're, it's in an infancy at the moment. Um, and I think that for me, I've really just come to a point after knowing that I can do it quite effortlessly at Converse. There were times when people would turn around and go, oh my God, that's amazing we should totally do that we should change the way we do this and I'm like wow I should really start my own line in my head if I can do that for a company like Converse I think that I can definitely have the confidence with the experience that I've got now to do it for myself yeah Yeah. so thank you thank you for the good vibes I will totally take that vibes on and sending it right back to you as well I'll take it too yeah (laughs) well yeah um, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with with the audience I mean we want to get you back here to LA we want the COVID craziness to pass and uh, for everyone yes I think good vibes for all of us to kind of get through this stay committed to who we are stay authentic and I think just pursue what you need to because this time, if anything, has shown us we're kind of in our own little bubbles right now yes. because of the isolation. But what a beautiful time to create because there's nothing else stopping you right now. There's no distractions. What a beautiful time to create who you want to be in the world when it opens up again because it, it won't be the same. I can guarantee life as we know it is never going to be the same again. And that's okay. But how do we want to be? How do we want to show up in the world? And I think that's something that we can all challenge ourselves and question ourselves on now. Sure. I totally agree with that. I love that. That's a great message. Do you have any links that you'd like to share so that people can follow your journey and maybe support you you when you do come out with your own line? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for asking. Um, so I'm on Instagram, Darny, at Darny5, um, and also uh, my LinkedIn, so Joanna Baladaran. And I think that for me, yeah, I would love to continue this journey, and I'll definitely kind of share and spread with you as well in terms of kind of what's going on and keep in touch. Excellent. Well, I love it. Um, so I, I don't, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining me on label free podcast. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel. As always, thank you for, for the support. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, share, and, uh, look forward to talking to you soon.